In episode 5, All Said and Done featured Faith Kalungia, founder of Mother of Millions Foundation that helps bring education to children doing time in prison with their mothers. From that foundation, we have established contact with a former inmate, Lady Overcomer, whose real name is withheld. She's a holder of a diploma in social work with a big heart to help the less privileged. However, after being married for six years without a child, she became labeled by society, relatives, and friends as a good-for-nothing woman in marriage. That drove her up against the law, which led her into prison with hard labor. Behold, a few days in prison, she discovered that she was pregnant. Welcome to this podcast. All Said and Done is intention to capture community conversations with the objective of bringing the best out of it. Well, well, after all is said and done, here's your host, Vincent Kapembwa. You're here on a special quest with us, and it means quite a lot for us to even begin to talk to us. Uh, would you like to tell us about how your life was before you went to experience life in prison? Okay, my life before prison was exciting. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. And I was a very happy person. Okay. Yeah. Were you married, working, or yes, you were I still was in school? Working and I was married. Oh, okay. Um, tell us about that disruption now. What led to you coming uh, into contact with doing time in prison? What led me to be in prison? Mm. Oh, wow. It's a long story. Well, um, I was married, happily married, mm-hmm. for some years. And then, you know, uh, in marriage, when there is no, no, there is no child in a home, mm. society blames it at a woman. True. Yeah. So uh, it becomes a big challenge for a woman because uh, it's, it's like a woman is not accepted by families, uh, spouses, and also uh, society. Mm. Uh, but one thing people forget is that God is the only one who gives children. So I went through a lot. I was called names. I was humiliated, mm. insulted. Uh, a lot of people from all angles, uh, throw, uh, they had to throw stones at me. And it was something that was very unbearable for me. I felt lost. And I felt uh, depressed. Um, it, was, it just became unbearable for mm. me. Yeah. How long were you in marriage for? For... Let's say six years. Mm. And in those six years, there were no children. Never had children before marriage and, and did marriage. I only had miscarriages. Oh, okay. Did you ever have any professional attention? Maybe went to the hospital to understand why you would miscarry? Many times and everything was normal. Okay. Yes. Um, how much support did you get from your spouse at the time? Uh... I thank God. God blessed me with a loving husband, very mm. understanding, and he supported me all the way through, mm. through everything. But you know, uh, my husband, uh, he comes from somewhere, uh, which means he has a family. Mm-hmm. And then also, I can't say every member of his family uh, were happy for what was happening in our marriage. In terms of not having children? Yes. Okay. And... Uh, there are some who, who rose up and said I should pack out of my husband's house. And so they needed to bring in a woman who's not actually a man because they considered me as a man because I was unable to give my husband a child. So there were a lot of issues. Uh, they rose up. They said I should move out of my husband's house so that they can bring in another woman who can give my husband a child. 
So when all of this is happening, where is the husband? Did he rise to defend you or to stand he with you? He as many times as possible, but things got out of hand mm. that he could not um, do anything anymore. Okay. So then, what now made you in conflict with the law? What happened is that I got so frustrated. I was so depressed. I couldn't focus even on anything such that I even uh, stopped going for work because each time I was at work, I couldn't concentrate because I was coming from, I can say, because my marriage was at the verge of breaking. Mm. So it, it's more like I was coming from a broken home. There were a lot of issues going on at home. There could be a time when I'm at work. And then the time to go home came, like I, I could knock off from work. Hmm. I, 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 it's like I never wanted to go home because there was no peace at home, there was issues. So uh, there was a time I just woke up like I was crazy. I went to the hospital. I, I remember spending a night at the hospital, just uh, at the hospital grounds. I spent the night there. Mm-hmm. Watching people who are carry, who are coming out of the hospital carrying babies, so I kept on asking myself, God, if you can bless these women with a child, they look so happy. What about me, Lord? I prayed for this marriage, and then I followed the right procedure to be in this marriage, mm-hmm. and you gave me this marriage. But why can't you give me a child? And I remember praying this prayer to say. God, you gave me this marriage, and if you want, you can give me a child. If you don't want, don't give me this child, because I was so frustrated. Mm-hmm. So I remember spending the night there. I slept at the hospital until I met this lady. I asked her, what are you doing here? She said, um, I gave birth yesterday, but I have no one. So the way I was in my heart, I was like, I've got everything, and I don't have this child. And this girl, she doesn't have anything, but she's... Uh, She's got a beautiful child there. So what I did was, I said, can I hold, I asked her, can I hold, a, can I hold your child for a minute? Mm. She said, no, yes, yes, of course. Then I hold, I hold the child. Then I told her that, can I move with your child a bit? She said, mm. no, it's fine. In fact, I need a rest. Yeah, that's how I went with the child. But I never meant like to steal. I just wanted to... To get a feel of what yes, it's like to exactly, hold a child like exactly. a mother should. Yes. I didn't just walk a few meters. The, the owner of the child started looking for the baby. That's how she called the police. And then the police uh, caught me. I was arrested. And the time they took me to the police station, I could not utter a word because I didn't know what was happening to myself. It was more like I was confused. I didn't know anything that was happening to me. They started beating me up. Who uh, were beating you up? The police, the police or the public? The police. The police. Until one of the um, uh, big officers came, they said, no, you should not do this to her. You can see the expression on her face that there's something wrong with this girl. She doesn't look normal. She doesn't look okay. Mm. For her to reach to an extent of doing this, she's coming from somewhere. I need to speak to her. So he took me in the office. I thank God. Uh, he sat me and we had a conversation like a daughter and a father. Mm-hmm. He, he started cautioning me and then I started talking from there. And then he said, no, uh, I'll give her seven days to come because I've been in the police force for some time. I've never seen a case like this. Mm-hmm. So I can tell there's something going on with her and this is not natural and this is not normal. So I was left for one week mm-hmm. in the jail cell. Uh, no police officer to attend to me. I was given some time like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
you were in detention for seven days. Yes. And according to what you're saying, the senior police officer was to give you time to reason. Yes. Okay. So at the end of the seven days, what happened? I um, I was I received an information to say you needed to go to court. I said okay. Okay. During that time, did you would you recall any moment where you sort of got back to your sanity? Because earlier you indicated that you were in a trance of sorts. Where I got back to my sanity? Mm. Uh, not not really, because I remember getting to my sanity the time I went to prison, and that was the time I gave birth to my daughter. It okay. was like more I was sleeping that I woke up in, in my dream. Okay. Yes. Now, that's, this is getting more, more interesting to, to get more details out of you. Um, the time you were the one week in, in, in detention, did you receive any food, drink, or from family? Did family find you? Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, they go, the police got in contact with my family, mm-hmm. and they, they used to visit me. Okay. But of course, I, I couldn't eat. Okay. I was in a uh, police cell. You know, police cells, the way they are, they were too dirty. And then, plus what I was going through. Mm. Yeah. I can only imagine. Um, so when you were told you're going to go to court at the end of those seven days, the court process, how long did it take? It took about three to four months. Okay. They kept on delaying, uh, Dijan, Ajan, Ajan. Okay. So, so in those four months, uh, you were out on police bound? Or you were still going back uh, to detention? What happened was that when I fe- the first day I went to court, uh, they, my family requested that I should uh, put on bail. Mm-hmm. And then I was granted a bail. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm, but I went to Kamfinsa first uh, on a bail. Before the bail was granted, I went to Kamfinsa for a day. Mm-hmm. And then I came out. Okay. Yes. So tell me now, share with me the court process, those four months, the adjournments and the times you were in court. How were those experiences? The experiences were horrible. Mm. It, it is horrible. It is something that is not even easy to talk about. Mm. Uh, you know, when you are outside the world, you, you, you just hear of people talking about court sessions and all oh, what goes on in this. So that was the first time for me to enter into court. And believe me, it wasn't easy. Mm. But I was in that situation and I had to face what I was going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The time in detention and all that, how would you describe the environment? How many people, the, the stacking, mm. the air? It was so pathetic. Well, we could be uh, sometimes 14 in one room, sometimes 20, especially at night. During the day, those who are brought in, in uh, at night, they will be released in the morning. Mm-hmm. But since I had a big case, I would remain alone there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't really pleasing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So after the four months of the court processes, uh, your day of judgment, can you share some thoughts? Oh my God, I remember um, uh, before they sentence you, they would tell you to say, uh, like they'll give you some words to say. I tried to explain myself. And also, uh, they asked me, uh, they had to ask me a reason, the reason why I had to do that, mm. and which I did. And also, they, they were asking me to say, do you know that uh, this is a big crime you've committed? You can be sentenced to, uh, let's say, 10 years or so. I was quiet because I was so un- unaware of what they were talking about. Mm. Yes. So everything, everything happened so fast. I just said, uh, the judge just said, we have been sentenced to five years in prison with hard labor. Hmm. 
Before we get to talk about that element, did you have a lawyer represent you through those Yes, I had a lawyer. Okay. Yes. Was it from the government or you had to hire your own lawyer? We had to hire uh, my own lawyer. My family members had to hire uh, my own lawyers. Oh, okay. Mm. So in a nutshell, the family was quite supportive. Uh, you yes. would You would say that? Uh, not everyone. Uh, some of my family members responded negatively mm. and some of them responded positively. Mm. Yes. Okay. Um, while you were in prison now, uh, you mentioned earlier that you had a child when you were in prison. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, yes, when I, when I went to prison, I had no idea that I was pregnant. Would you say God answered your prayer? You said you were yes. praying earlier. You know, God is to be praised both in good times and bad times. And I will always praise my God because obviously he, he knew the reason why I was there and the reason that, why, why I was in that situation in the first place. You see, God is so amazing. I went there so confused, so lost. I lost hope of my life, lost hope of having a child, lost of, of almost everything. I thought that was the end of my life. Little did I know that there was the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. I went to prison. You know, that was the first time for me to, in, to go to prison. I just had heard stories of how prison is so bad, but I had to face that f for myself, which is, was really bad. Mm. Yes. Did you do the full five years? No. Okay. Thank God. Okay. How is that? Did you get a pardon? Which year? Uh, last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Now, the hard labor part. A pregnant mm. woman doing hard labor? What happened was that I had no idea that I was pregnant. Mm. I, I only got to find out a few weeks after I was, uh, after I was already in, uh, at Kamfinsa. Mm -hmm. I started having morning sicknesses. Mm. And then, uh, you know, this is what is happening. Yes, so of course. Lived, that was your first time yeah, and there were older women there. And other concerned officers. And I thank God when they took me that side, I, I was surprised because the way they treated me, I thought that maybe they were going to treat me so harsh, but they had to come in the office. They had to cancel me because of when they heard of my story, mm. everyone was wondering why it happened like that. So everybody, like, they were concerned. So I can say with the officer in charge and others, they treated me as their own child, wanting to find out the reason why I was there mm -hmm. and why I was in that situation. So they actually called me in the office. They had to cancel me. They said, do we think, and from the way we look at things, that you are pregnant, I said, I'm not. Because I, if there was something I didn't want to hear, somebody telling me I'm pregnant. So no. I refused. I said no. For a week, they kept on pestering me until one day they forced me to go at the clinic, which I did. And then the, the test was positive that I was three months pregnant. I was so, mm -hmm. I tell you, this is good news, but mm -hmm. I was not so excited because uh, I thought that it would be one of those that would be lost at, the, at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because of your experience of miscarriages? Yes. Okay. So what sort of care did you get? Did you get what a mother should get when they are out there? Uh, prison, they don't give uh, uh, um, stuff like you get from home. There are no luxuries. I tell you, prison is not a home. It's, it's just a place where you find yourself because of situations. I received help from mother of millions. Right from the day I found out I was pregnant. Mm. Yes. Okay. I will take you to Mother of Millions in, in a minute uh, okay. because that's the link point. Okay. Um, what are some of your experiences 
within the time you were in prison. We've heard so many stories and read so many stories. What could you say are some of those that are already in public domain that are really real in prison? Um, prison, like I said, prison is not a good place that you can even wish your worst enemy to be. Mm. I was lucky I was pregnant and I was lucky I was with a child. Trust me, if you go to prison, you go just alone without your pregnancy and, and what? There is a lot of work to do there. There mm. is no rest. You wake up at as early as zero five to do work. And uh, they, th- they are those energetic girls they will take you to the farm, which they do from morning up to 16 hours. And also, the bed you go to bed at 16 hours. So you can see the time you go to the farm from morning, 16 hours you come back, you take a bath, you rush. You, they will lock you up. You have your supper there in your cells. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Tell me now about the activities under hard labor. What are some of the particular things you had to do? Mm, uh, there is gardening there, mm-hmm. uh, which you actually do also from morning there outside the premises, from mm. morning up until, uh, let's say, 15. Yeah. Okay. There is also um, uh, cleaning, cleaning of the environment. Actually, when you go to prison, they, they will give you your own portion where you'll be doing that work every day. Mm-hmm. Like for me, since I was pregnant, I was... I was asked to clean just from inside day okay. because I was pregnant. I was told to say when I give birth, that's when they will give me a, a different kind of portion mm-hmm. to work from. Did that happen? Yes, it did. Okay, so where did you deliver your baby? Were you delivered over the child in, 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 in prison or you had to go to a health facility? Um, Kamfinsa has got a clinic just within mm-hmm. the premises, yes. So um, I thank God. I, I was... Um, I delivered to a, ban- a bouncing baby girl. Uh, she was healthy, and it happened like in the in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I thank God it wasn't in the in the at night because initially at night they will lock you up, mm-hmm. and then God knows who carries the keys from outside. When they lock you from outside, another officer carries the keys. Mm-hmm. So I thank God because I was sick in the morning, and then I was taken at the clinic in the afternoon, and then I quickly gave birth. Okay. Within an hour. All right. Yes. Uh, you say ba- baby girl it was? Yes. Many people name their children over incidences. Did you name your child relative to any of those incidences? She's a Just miracle. curious. Miracle. Yes. Okay. Quite descriptive. So now you had already brought the issue of how you met Mother of Millions. Yes. Uh, how did you meet? Well, um, like I mentioned that when I went to prison, I was lost, kind of depressed, unhappy, lost hope of everything. The only thing that kept me going was the baby that I was carrying in my womb. Mm. Yeah, I used to hear of mother of millions coming to help people in prison, and I was looking forward to, to meet this woman. For me, hearing mother of millions, I thought it was maybe a white person or something. Mm. So I remember we were gathered, we were taught to say you should clean the, you should see the way they clean the environment when, when she's coming. Mm-hmm. They wake you up in the morning, you clean the, the premises three times. You won't even, you even miss your breakfast. Mm. They will make you clean. So that day we to woke up. To make an impression. Mm, to mm. make an impression because the, the, your, 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 your mother is coming, your provider. Mm. So I remember that day uh, I was heavily pregnant and then uh, we were told to go and clean the room because I never used to go out to work like others. Mm-hmm. So I remember we had two of us who were pregnant by that time. 
So we woke up as early as uh, seven. We went to clean the the room, and then she came. Mm. Yes, when she came, we were told to go. She she's she's uh, created a class for children mm-hmm. just there inside the prison. Yeah, so they are actually children who are going to school there in prison who are under a care. Yes, so we went there we with other women, women in prison who had children. Mm-hmm. So she came with others. I think there were three, if I'm not mistaken. She came. She was so joyful. She gave me a hug. I was shocked. <laughs> mm-hmm. said, okay, this is mother of millions. Okay. She, she said, okay, can we sing a song? We sang, we was sang. it the white person you were expecting? Uh, no. Okay. I was so, she was so simple, so jovial. I was like, okay, since she's a big woman, she's going to be so something mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. But she was so calm, so loving, so caring. I remember giving, she gave me a hug mm-hmm. and then immediately the officer in charge uh, told my story because he, the officer in charge used to like tell me she asked me to tell my story to whoever whoever came mm. either from organizations and from churches she mm-hmm. told my story she gave me a hug i was so surprised she embraced me she encouraged me and also she prayed for all of us mm. i was so surprised i i remember seeing her praying and going into tongues mm-hmm. and she, she brought a lot of food us who were hungry but she took time to pray your my interest eyes, was my, to eat my interest was just like i was pregnant <laughs> by then my interest yeah. was just to eat the cravings must have been heavy yes i remember um, uh, asking me questions when are you going to deliver your baby mm. and then i told her uh, what, have you done any pre- preparations I told her that no in here no but I think at home maybe they have which I didn't ask from home mm-hmm. she said no problem your home is here for now and I'm going to take care of everything mm-hmm. yes in case of the, the our listeners who don't actually know we featured faith on uh, a couple of weeks ago on this podcast and if you want to do that go to anchor find our page scroll down and listen to her story as well so this whole thing uh, you know makes a complete circle uh, you have now continued. You're out and you've continued with Mother of Millions. Yes. What are you doing there? Um, she she made me one of our coordinators hmm. at Sandalula Center. And they wish uh, there are a lot of activities going on there. Mm-hmm. Where is Sandalula yes. Center, by the way, before you go there? Uh, Kamitondo. Kamitondo yes. in Kitwe. Okay. Yeah. So what do you do specifically there? Uh, I do a lot of things. First, I encourage women. Mm. Uh, we talk about uh, crime prevention. Uh, we, f- we teach women about uh, financial literacy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Are you also practicing some of your social work skills? Yes, I am. Oh, okay. I think this is just a beginning for me. <laughs> yeah. Nice to hear that. It's good to hear your, sp- <laughs> your, your laughter too. <laughs> um, you said you had your first child when you were in prison. Have you had any child after that? Uh, no. Okay, and would you want to have another child? Just out of curiosity. Definitely more. Okay. <laughs> so your emotions are much more positive now. You have a more positive feel about yourself? Yeah. Okay. Though uh, I must say that uh, society won't really fully accept you. Not everyone is going to accept you. Hmm. There is too much stigma. People here, you are, you, you are from prison, they will distance themselves. Like for me, I lost church mates. I lost friends. I lost some of my family members. They just actually distanced themselves from me. Mm. So, so the time I came out, I had to start a new fresh. I was like, God, whoever is going to accept me will be part of my life. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I would, I would want you to tell me a little more about life after doing time. Um, I know you mentioned that churchmates just distance themselves. Isn't that what the body of Christ should do? Gather all the scattered? 
Wow. <laughs> a church is a church, but I think that a church is just somebody's heart. Mm. Church is just within someone. Mm. Yes. Okay. Otherwise, church is just a building. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, when you came out of prison, of course, you're already in contact with Mother of Millions. Were there things you wanted to do? Did you attempt to do any other things other than Mother of Millions? Yeah. Um, I wanted to do business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because before I, I was convicted, of course, I was working, but I was doing salaula as well. Okay. Yes, basically shoes and clothes. And that's the business you wanted to get back in? <laughs> yes. Okay. How did it go? Did you manage? No, no funds up to up until now. I haven't found anything. Okay. Mm. Would you attribute the lack of funds to the time and experience you had in prison? Mm. Or it's just fortunes going south? Things just not happening. It's not happening. Mm. Mm. Okay. Um, how did your husband receive the news of you being pregnant? Wow. When I first, first when I was convicted, he was shattered, lost. They laughed at him. They said, this is what we were telling you. Have you seen the way, where you've landed yourself? This is an opportunity for you now to get married. Mm. But I thank God he was still there. Sometimes he used to come and visit me without telling them that he has come to visit me. Now, um, as we just wind down to, uh, to conclude this interview, what's your comment to those who have come against, uh, across the law in the negative sense, to those that are going through challenges that, for example, you gave your example that your, your story is that you had the desire to have a child and it led you into doing things you would ideally wouldn't do. Yeah. There are people right now. What would you say to them? Um, I would say, like, specifically, let's say women. Mm. I'm very much concerned about women because, believe me, when a woman, a woman is convicted and go to prison, society suffers. Why? Because a woman is a mother. A woman is a caretaker. Mm. So when a woman is in, put in prison for a long time, her marriage is taken away, her children are, are lost. In fact, the family is lost because the woman is a caretaker. So I would encourage women to have patience. I know sometimes when the pressure is too much, uh, patience is run out, mm. but they should just hold on because pr- a prison is not a good place. Please, uh, prison will make you waste your time. It will make you waste your time because you'll be put there for a long time. Uh, your friends will be out there doing a lot of things which will make them move forward. Mm-hmm. But you are there, you are stuck. It's like when you're in prison, your life is stuck. Mm. Yes. So for those women, I would just encourage them to be, to be just hold on to God, to be just hold on to God, to stay away from crime. Like for those who are struggling to conceive, if the pressure is too much, Maybe they they should just walk away because you know just the way calling a woman who's struggling to conceive barren that is also torture. Uh, some will commit suicide. Some will be depressed. I was lucky I did not commit suicide, but I was, I found myself in prison, which is not a good thing though. But all in all, women should just be patient. If things are out of hand, they should seek the, 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 the they should seek the help from from God. Mm. Pray to God for guidance. If things are not working, they should maybe just walk away mm. because prison is not good for women. If a woman is put behind bars, believe me, 
children they suffer a lot the time i was there in prison i can testify to say the people that we came out with they've lost their husbands they don't know where their children are they lost their properties their properties were taken away from them because when you go to prison people will consider you dead especially family members they will announce they will consider you dead they will stop visiting you they will stop uh, considering you as, a, as 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 part of them Hmm. It takes people like uh, mother of millions and other organizations churches to remember you to say to consider you to be family otherwise family members very few will consider you hmm. as part of them so i would just give encouragement to women to say they should just hold on to god hmm. there you go all said and done podcast don't miss the next episode <laughs>